So I'm recording this podcast on late Tuesday, November 26th, right before I head home for Thanksgiving break, before Turkey Day. I obviously will be spending time with my folks and friends over the Thanksgiving holidays, and so I won't be able to put out a podcast on Thursday or Friday like normal. So we're going to go ahead and make picks right now for you know football and do the normal thing. So for college football, first of all, this earlier this evening, they came out with the latest and greatest college football playoff top 25, and the committee ranked Ohio State number one, LSU number two, Clemson and Georgia were three and four, and Alabama was five, and Utah was six. So that's the top six. The thing is, Ohio State did jump LSU after this past weekend. Ohio State beat Penn State at home. They held on to beat Penn State 28-17. to I did watch some of that game, and Ohio State looked like they were going to run away with it early, but for some reason they started coughing up fumbles in the second half, and Penn State was able to put up 17 points um, in the third quarter to give Ohio State a scare for sure. Uh, but Ohio State ended up pulling out at the end, and Justin Fields and the Buckeyes remain undefeated. LSU did take care of Arkansas very handily, 58-20 to 20, uh, in Death, Death Valley last Saturday night. Um, and they're going to host A&M this weekend, which is going to be a – I don't know. I It's hard to say it's going to be a good game because LSU is playing like the number one team. You could put really Ohio State and LSU as 1A or 1B right now, uh, either one. I think – they are the two best teams in the country right now. The thing with LSU is, and this is why people are saying the committee may have bumped them down a little bit, is because their defense isn't spectacular. They've given up quite a bit of yards to pretty much every team that they face this year. Um, so, And people view Ohio State as the more complete team, and they've played better overall competition top to bottom on their schedule. But we'll see how it goes. And the, there's a dilemma still for Alabama to potentially get in. Everybody's talking about it. Um, I think their best path to get in the playoff is they beat Auburn this weekend soundly in the Iron Bowl. Um, LSU goes undefeated and wins the SEC championship. And somehow Oklahoma and Utah just implode and don't win their conference championships. Now, it'll be interesting if, like, you know, you have an 11-1 Alabama team whose only loss is a five-point loss to LSU um, with Tua not really at 100%, and with Utah, a one-loss Pac-12 champion versus Oklahoma, who has a very good offense but a terrible defense to um, to compare those, those with Alabama. So it's going to be interesting. So without further ado... This is week 14 of the college football season, and this is the week, the week where you get the traditional rivalry games um, after Thanksgiving. You got like the Iron Bowl, the Civil War, you got Bedlam, you got pretty much everything. The, these are the good, these are the good games, and the fan bases from the teams that play each other do not like each other. So let's get into it. So first up. Notable game, notable rivalry games this weekend. You got 
Cincinnati and Memphis playing each other uh, at the Liberty Bowl. Those are two of the best um, American teams this year. Both sit at 10-1. and one. I'm just going to pick Memphis at home because I think they have the better offensive system. Uh, so I'll just roll with the Memphis tires on that. Got Iowa State playing Kansas State. Iowa State is does possess a good offense with Brock Purdy as their quarterback. And Kansas State is always tough at home, but I'm going to pick the Iowa State Cyclones in that one. You have Clemson going on the road against South Carolina. This was thought of back in the day as a pretty big rivalry, but it shouldn't be close this year. Clemson is undefeated at 11-0, ranked number three, and is 27.5-point favorite against South Carolina. And I don't see the Tigers having any trouble getting 12-0 and and a berth in the uh, ACC championship game. Georgia is on the road against Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia should win that easily, but you never know. Georgia Tech could sneak in with their extremely sophisticated uh, triple threat or run offense. You got the Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn. Uh, it's a 2-30 game on CBS on Saturday. Alabama is favored on the road, but Auburn has a very, very good defense this year. And it'll be interesting to see how uh, Mac Jones, the backup quarterback for Alabama, will play because he still has all of the running backs and receivers that Tua had. It's just that Mac Jones is not Tua. So Alabama's offense could take potentially take a step back. And Bo Nix is getting better and better as uh, kind of a leader for Auburn's offense. And Auburn's defense, is, of course, possesses a really nasty front seven. So I'm really going to pick I'm going for Alabama, but I will not be surprised if Auburn pulls uh, the upset at home and basically destroys Al- destroys Alabama's uh, playoff chances. So that'll be a really fun game to watch. The Iron Bowl is always a great game. You got Wisconsin and Minnesota playing each other. Minnesota is, of course, 10-1. and Wisconsin's 9-2. This is in Minneapolis, so you kind of favor Minnesota. Both have good offenses. Uh, Wisconsin, of course, has a really good old line. They have Jonathan Taylor, who seems pretty ageless, the running back for Wisconsin. Uh, I'll just roll with Wisconsin. Just I kind of trust their offense more. They become more versatile than in years past. Baylor at 10 and 1 will host, or actually, excuse me, go on the road to Lawrence to play Kansas. Kansas does have some spark this year with less miles. Uh, as their head coach, but Baylor's just the overall better team. And Baylor is uh, kind of still reeling from that 25-point um, blown lead to Oklahoma a couple weeks ago, and that kind of put a heavy, heavy dent in their playoff hopes. But Baylor is still number nine. They could potentially still um, go 11-1, win the Big 12 championship again, and we'll we'll see what happens from there. So I'm going to pick Baylor. Penn State hosts Rutgers. Penn State should win by a landslide. You got the Civil War with Oregon State playing Oregon and Otson this year. Uh, Oregon should win. They have just the better overall offense and defense, really. Oregon State really just doesn't put up much of a fight, I don't think. Notre Dame should beat Stanford this year. On the road, Stanford's not that impressive. Utah hosting Colorado. Utah should win. Florida hosting the mediocre Florida State Seminoles in uh, Gainesville. Florida should win. 
Now, the Bedlam game, you got Oklahoma playing Oklahoma State. This is going to be a shootout. I guarantee this is going to be a shootout. I've watched so many Bedlam games over the years. Uh, both teams just destroy each other's defenses. Um, I just think with Oklahoma, you do have Jalen Hurts, who's progressively just got more and more efficient with the offense. They have CeeDee Lamb, good running backs. Oklahoma State does have Chubba Hubbard, who is a really good running back too, but I just think Oklahoma has more of the weapons on offense, and I think they'll win the Bedlam matchup in Stillwater this year. So those are college football picks for uh, for uh, rivalry week and rivalry week, excuse me. And the week after this week is the conference championships, and then the following Sunday, December eighth, is the college football playoff uh, selection show, which will ultimately determine who gets in the college football playoffs. So buckle up if you haven't watched college football yet this season. Now is the time to start doing it because. The teams that matter will win and will um, prevail. I'll, oh, actually, I forgot a couple games for college football. So LSU will, as I mentioned before, will play uh, A&M on Saturday night in Baton Rouge. LSU's favorite by 16.5. A&M's coming off a loss to Georgia in Athens, and LSU's coming off the thumping of Arkansas. I see LSU getting to 12-0. and A&M. I think a is a good team. It's just they have one of the hardest schedules in college football history this year with them. If they, You could say A&M has played three number one teams. If you go by the AP poll, I don't know. LSU's ranked number two in the college football playoff poll, but A&M is playing a ridiculously hard schedule, and their losses have been to Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, and Auburn. So they've lost to every team that they – kind of were expected to. I guess Auburn, we were favored a little bit, but most of the losses have been against better teams, better competition. And LSU is just one of the top two teams in the country right now. So I really think um, it's not going to be enjoyable for A&M fans who have made the trip to Baton Rouge. And the game, you have Ohio State, who's ranked number one, going to the big house to take on Michigan. That's a 11 a.m. kickoff game on Fox uh, Ohio State is favored by eight and a half in that game, and I will pick Ohio State to beat Michigan this year. I think Ohio State is kind of marching their way toward the college football playoff, and with this win, I believe they kind of will unofficially punch their ticket. Now, Michigan, with Jim Harbaugh always, you know, Harbaugh is winning nine games with them a year, which historically Michigan has won nine games a year. They haven't really been a spectacular program like Ohio State has. And Shea Patterson is an improved passer with Michigan. Nico Nico Collins is a good receiver for um, Michigan, but Ohio State just has too many weapons with Justin Fields, J.K. Domitz, and their receivers too. And Ohio State's defense should hold Shea Patterson to relatively mediocre game passing. And I just see the Buckeyes pulling out the win in the big house. couple auxiliary notes. Uh, nothing really new from the baseball world. The Astros really haven't been punished any, punished at all for their scan, supposed scandal of stealing signs. So that's an unfolding story. 
Now, the thing is with college basketball, if you have no college basketball has gone underway this month. And the no- whenever you see number one, don't believe it because the number one team is going to rotate many, many times in the next several weeks. Uh, Michigan State was the preseason number one. They have lost. Kentucky replaced them as number one and then proceeded to lose to Evansville, a unknown liberal arts college uh, at home. And then Duke tonight actually lost to Stephen F. Austin uh, in Durham. So it'll be interesting. We'll see who's going to be number one for college basketball in the next poll. Maybe it's Louisville. Maybe it's Kansas. Who knows? But college basketball, I'll be following the games, but the fun really begins in March with March Madness and the brackets. So we'll see. But it's interesting to see all these number one teams just lose to unexpected opponents. Quite strange. So one of my favorite recent traditions that I have developed over the past few years is starting to watch football on Thanksgiving. It really helps pass the time by. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I just think that's kind of, you know, food, family football. Why, Why not do it on Turkey Day? That's the best way to do it. So you got three games on Turkey Day for the NFL. This is the start of week 13. First up at 1130 on Fox, you got the Chicago Bears playing the Detroit Lions. Now, these are two matchup of two disappointing teams. Uh, The Bears just have a a terrible offense this year with an excellent, excellent defense. The Lions were thought to have a good defense with Matt Patricia at the helm, but they've just kind of bottomed out. Matthew Stafford's not really playing anymore for the Lions. Um, so they're just kind of operating with their offense kind of in neutral. They have they have decent weapons, but the Lions offense just inconsistent. I guess I could see the Bears winning. I could see the Bears defense getting a couple takeaways from the Lions and maybe Cleo Mack getting strip fumble. It's that type of game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points put up on the board. Maybe a 21-17 game, but this is true. At least it's not the primetime game. Uh, I guess it's the nasty appetizer that you have to eat before the meal. So um, just go with the Chicago Bears in a sloppy, close game. So the 3.30 game on CBS is kind of when everybody's eating. You got the Buffalo Bills at 8-3 and three going on the road to take on the Cowboys and Jerry World. D- Dallas is favored by 6.5. Of course, we all know Dallas have the triplet on offense in Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and Amari Cooper. Uh, Dallas is coming off an ugly loss to New England, literally and figuratively. The weather was pretty nasty in New England on Sunday. Uh, Dak Prescott did not get a... Amari Cooper had zero receptions, actually. Um, Stephon Gilmore, the Patriots' best cornerback, actually had more receptions than Amari Cooper. But I think back at home, they'll get back on track with Ezekiel Elliott getting 15 to 20 carries Cooper getting almost 10 receptions and Prescott putting up at least 250 to 300 yards and like three or four touchdowns. The bills do have a good defense and Josh Allen is improving every week as quarterback. I think he's thrown multiple touchdowns in six straight weeks, but the thing is Cowboys are at home. I think Jerry is a little pissed off that they just, performed very poorly in New England. I think he realizes that they should have handed the ball more and more to Ezekiel Elliott instead of try and make Dak Prescott into like Patrick Mahomes or 
you know, Deshaun Watson or somebody like that who can throw the ball and get their team win. So I'll pick the Cowboys to feast on Turkey Day. Um, though they should beat the Bills, and I think they'll cover the six and a half. So the prime time game, and then the prime time game finally on Thanksgiving night, you got the Saints, New Orleans Saints at nine and two going on the road to take on the three and eight Atlanta Falcons. Thing is with Atlanta this year, they just have had an atrocious defense. Dan Quinn, who of course was the defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks and the Legion of Boom uh, in the middle of this decade. Well, now at the end of the decade, he'll probably be out of a job after this year's over because the Falcons defense sucks and the Saints offense is capable of uh, destroying them. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and the rest of the Saints offense should put up gaudy numbers versus the Falcons. Um, the Saints defense also will shut down the running game and force uh, Matt Ryan to throw. I know Matt Ryan has been a really good starter in the league for a really long time, but I just don't. And the Falcons have good weapons too with Julio Jones and a, and uh, Calvin Ridley, but I just don't see the Falcons matching the Saints' firepower on offense. So have at it, Saints. Get get to ten wins and uh, destroy the Falcons. So now we're getting to the Sunday games. The Chiefs host the Raiders. The Chiefs are coming off a bye week when they beat the Los Angeles Chargers in Mexico City. Uh, it was a close game with uh, Kansas City need, needing all the four interceptions from Phil Rivers to get out of Mexico City with a win. With a win. Raiders are coming off an ugly loss to the Jets, 34-3 to on the East Coast. So both teams are playing in the middle country with the with the game being at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. They are 10-point favorites, which is, seems pretty big because Oakland does have a good running back in Josh Jacobs, the rookie from Alabama. He does – or I believe the second – I don't know if he's a rookie or second-year player. It doesn't really matter, but Josh Jacobs is a good running back from Alabama. Uh, Kansas City – does not have a good run defense as they've proven this year. Although their offense is superb with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, running good running backs by committee with LaShawn McCoy and Daryl Williams, Damian Williams. You got the receivers too with Tyree Kill, Michael Hardman, Sammy Watkins, and uh, the rest of them. So the, I could see the Chiefs putting up at least 30 or 35 points in this game. And the Raiders do can match a little bit of offense, but Derek Carr, I don't think can keep up with Patrick Mahomes in, in Arrowhead. So I'll pick the chiefs to win and move to eight and four. Got the jets playing the Bengals. The jets should win. The Bengals absolutely suck. You have the Tennessee Titans playing the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. I see the Colts winning just because they're at home and they've owned the Titans. Um, Jacoby Brissett will do enough. Derek Henry can't really, put the Titans over the top against the Colts. You got the Eagles playing the Dolphins in Miami. Philly, you would think the Eagles could easily win this game, but the Falcons have got sneaked in a couple wins the past few weeks. They really have nothing to lose, so I could see them upsetting the Eagles, but I'm picking the Eagles to beat the Dolphins. Packers play the Giants in New York. Packers should win. Aaron Rodgers, Packers are coming off a bludgeoning at the hands of the 49ers. They got absolutely mollywhopped last Sunday night. Um, 
out in San Francisco. So I think Rodgers is going to get back on track, get the ball to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, and they should run away with it. Saquon Barkley's not 100% this year. This year is kind of a down year for him. And, of course, the Giants are just their miserable self like they have been the past many, many years. And so just pick the Packers. Got the Steelers playing the Browns in Pittsburgh. I'll pick the Steelers, I guess, because they're home. And I understand Baker, Mayfield, and the Browns. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odo Beckham. But four of weapons for the Browns. But I just think the Steelers will... They're, they have an improved defense. They're getting better every week. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't really trust Mason Rudolph at quarterback, but I just trust the Steelers' defense a little more. So I sh- I'll pick, I guess, the Steelers at home against the Browns. That's kind of a flip it game. I won't be surprised by the result of that. Panthers playing the Redskins at home. I'll take the Panthers at home. Jaguars playing the Buccaneers, two four and seven teams, two pretty uninspired teams right now. I guess I'll go with the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. You got the Rams coming off an ugly loss uh, this past Monday Night Football against the Ravens playing the Cardinals out in Arizona. I guess the Rams would win. I could see this being a shootout with both offenses capable of putting up gaudy numbers. Chargers playing the Broncos, uh, I guess Broncos at home, but the worst teams, two worst teams of the AFC West uh, doesn't really affect any playoff seating or playoff implications down the line. So the three best games of the week, I think, um, really, you got the Vikings and Seahawks on Monday Night Football next week. Uh these are the actually the two NFC wildcard teams. The thing is, like, they are eight and three and nine and two respectively. So you can think of, think of them as maybe top seeds, but they're just wildcard teams, and that's insane. That shows you how um, great the NFC is this year at the top, at least. Uh, I'll pick Seattle at home. Kirk Cousins in prime time. We all know the story. He he's a hot and cold quarterback. He looks good some games and he looks terrible and some others. Russell Wilson is arguably an MVP front runner along with Lamar Jackson. If Russell Wilson was playing in Baltimore, I think he would absolutely be the runaway favorite for MVP. Um, he's insane. He has 24 touchdowns, maybe one or two interceptions, extremely efficient with the ball, very smart decision maker. Um, I understand the Vikings do have a really good roster too with Dalvin Cook, Maybe the best running back in the league this year was Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen. And the Vikings do have a very good uh, defense, as always. A lot of people say the Vikings have the best overall roster in the NFL, but the thing is Kirk Cousins will drag them down back to earth in some games, and I think this is one of them. So I'll pick the Seahawks at home to move to 10-2 and two and beat the Vikings and make the Vikings go to 8-4. So the Sunday, Sunday night game... Uh, this week is the New England Patriots paying a visit to the Houston Texans in Houston. The Patriots are 10 and one do have the best record in the AFC and the Texans are in first place in the AFC South after being the Colts on last Thursday night football. Uh, my gut says no England, but I hope for the Texans to win. The Sean Watson is going to need to really shine in this game. Um, I think the formula kind of to beat the Patriots, you you know that the Patriots will try and bracket 
uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Don Duke Johnson have to get the running name going for the Texans. If Texans don't establish the run game, it's it's game over because the Patriots can just shit back with the best secondary in football and pick off Deshaun Watson and blanket and bracket DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller, it's Will Fuller is an X factor in this game because he needs to have some plays over the top against the Patriots to stretch the defense and open up the running game. And for the Patriots, Tom Brady seems to not be performing great this year. Um, he's had pretty uninspiring performances, and of course his defense is insane this year. So I'll go with the Patriots, but I'm hoping the Texans can show some firepower and some passion at home, and hopefully they can beat the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. Now, last game I'm going to mention, it's one of the noon games, but this is going to be the candidate for maybe game of the year. you got the 10-1 San Francisco 49ers going on the road to play the 9-2 Baltimore Ravens, who, of course, are quarterbacked by Lamar Jackson, a.k.a. the the new age Michael Vick, or one of the best quarterbacks in the game today. Um, Baltimore is really thought of kind of by many now as the best team, although they don't have the best record. They've crushed the Patriots. They've crushed the Rams. They've crushed the Texans. Um, they have steamrolled Lafayette. I think this. They've won seven in a row. Their only losses, I think, were to Cleveland, and I can't even and Kansas City. But that was that seemed like forever ago. So Lamar Jackson is the MVP front runner right now. He leads the team in passing and, of course, in rushing too. He does it all on offense. Uh, he has a good tight end, Mark Andrews, a stellar running game with Mark Ingram, um, and dependable receivers, not superstar receivers, but dependable receivers. The 49ers have a ball-hawking defense, good front seven. Of course, Richard Sherman has helped anchor the secondary this year. The 49ers offense with Jimmy Garoppolo has improved week to week. I think Garoppolo has gotten much, much better with the passing game. Of course, you got uh, Coleman in the backfield. Of course, Matt Breed as well. And of course, on the outside for Jimmy Garoppolo's receivers, you have Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, and so on and so forth. So both teams have good offenses. Both teams have good defenses. So I don't really know who's going to – I think Lamar Jackson will have a great game too. I really don't know if – Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a great game passing, but I could see the running game having really good, really good games. I don't know. This is one of the fun games, one of the best games of the year. I that's no wonder ticket prices are really, really high for that game in Baltimore. So I guess I'll roll with the Ravens at home, but I won't be surprised if the 49ers win too because both teams have proven they're one of the both are in the top five in the NFL right now, and that. Those are your week 13 picks for the NFL. Enjoy football and enjoy the turkey.